Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Hello, and welcome to the special Maricopa County Library District presentation about diversity in speculative fiction. My name is Laura, and I'm a librarian at the Northwest Regional Library in Surprise, as well as a lifelong fan of speculative fiction. Speculative fiction as a literary genre, for those of you who are not aware, are stories that include events that never happened and phenomena that are unknown in our existing universe. It is an umbrella term that encompasses parts of other genres like science fiction, fantasy, historical, horror, and many others. It doesn't cover everything in those genres, for instance, historical stories that focus on, say, alternative history or steampunk are speculative fiction, but not historical stories about known recorded history. This presentation will focus specifically on sci-fi and fantasy stories. So why sci-fi and fantasy? Well, historically, stories in those two genres usually are from a Western viewpoint and are filled with male, white, cis, heterosexual characters. Take Doctor Who, for instance. In about 50 years of the show and 14 doctors, only the most recent one was a woman, though she is still white. One out of 14 is a terrible overall rate for gender diversity. Or what about Lord of the Rings? Ostensibly, it's set in medieval Europe, a mix of Nordic mythology and the English countryside. And while there are a few female characters, they're rather minimized throughout the story. Note the homogeny of the heroic fellowship in the movie. My point here is not that most speculative fiction authors purposely keep women or darker skinned characters out of their stories. It's just that they don't think to include them, which is still a big part of the problem. People read stories and watch shows because they want to connect. They want to see themselves reflected on the screen and their lived experiences on the page. By not making a concerted effort to include diverse characters in the story, Authors cut most of the world's population out of that connection. And then the stories just turn into another in-group, out-group dichotomy with the rest of the world watching from behind a pane of glass. Unconscious bias is just as important as overt racism or sexism. Not including gay men or trans characters because you didn't think to include them in the story has the same end result as purposely excluding them. They're invisible. They don't exist. They are not a part of the story. By not being conscious of the diversity within a speculative fiction story, authors continue the passive and latent racism, elitism, sexism, and homophobia that exist within our society. The problem sometimes seems insurmountable. So how can we, as individual authors or consumers of stories, spark change? You can start by watching presentations like this, by thinking and talking about the problem, by reading and writing stories with diverse characters, by asking your local library to carry books with diverse characters, by writing to the major publishing houses to publish more books with diverse characters. Prejudice is systemic, so the problems span all the way to the top of the literature silo, but change can start now and can start with you. The rest of this presentation will give you book recommendations that you can read for diversity in love and gender, race and ethnicity, and disability and neurodiversity. 
All the books that I'm recommending here, you can check out from your local MCLD library, either in print or online. So go out there and read engaging and diverse stories, write characters that are all across the spectrum, and remember that change starts with you. Ready? Let's jump right in. Starting with diversity in love and gender. These recommendations include different romantic pairings, whether or not the romance is a main part of the story or not, as well as recommendations for stories with trans, gender fluid, or non-binary characters. The first, it really is anything by Becky Chambers, but specifically her novella, To Be Taught If Fortunate. It's told as a chronicle of the time of one of four astronauts sent to chronicle life on exoplanets. The trip those four astronauts will take will take 80 years, and the crew deal with aging while in the form of cryosleep. They get their medicines and modify their bodies as a part of the mission to live on exoplanets. One astronaut is a trans man, and the book just briefly mentions the fact that his testosterone is just part of a spacecraft package. One other astronaut is asexual, but Chambers makes sure that his intimacy with the others is just as deep and complete. The best thing about this book is that the characters are just who they are. They're not there as a part of the plot or to further an agenda. There are trans astronauts, and they do science, full stop and moving right along. It's a refreshing that a character's transness is not a plot device or even a coming out story. It's just a fact. And Becky Chambers does that really well in all of her books. This book is available in the library as a print book, e-audiobook on Overdrive, and an e-book on Overdrive, Hoopla, and Freeding. Another of her books to recommend is the second of her Wayfarer series, A Closed and Common Orbit. This book follows two characters, one, a ship AI who is newly put into a human body, and the other, her computer tech friend who is helping her. One storyline follows the AI's efforts to get used to her body and its limitations and figure out who she really is, while the other follows the complex past to escape from a dystopian planet. I'm recommending this book here specifically for the coverage of the AI's body dysmorphia, her extreme feeling that she doesn't fit into her body, and the efforts that she goes to feel like herself. Body dysmorphia is a huge struggle for many people, but especially trans, gender fluid, and non-binary people. Seeing it rendered so acutely on the page is really important. The story also has a gender fluid main character. The species of this character goes through gender phases in their life that are a natural biological process of that species. Chamber recognizes that by changing the pronouns for this character in each chapter, depending on what gender cycle they're in, or using Z0 gender neutral pronouns if they're in an in-between stage. The whole Wayfarer series is a great primer on gender fluidity and pronoun usage, and is available as print books from the library, e-audiobooks on Overdrive, and e-books on Overdrive and Freeding. Moving away a bit from the optimistic vibe of Chamber's is Down by Allie Blue. It's a stereotypical undersea science horror story with all the creepy undersea research facilities, science, and monster shenanigans that you would expect, with main characters who just happen to be gay and slightly into each other. The romance is incidental to the story, but it's nice to see a horror story with gay leads instead of the usual male-female romance when they kiss, when they escape alive, and the world is still burning around them. This book is available only as an ebook on Overdrive. 
Next up is Provenance by Anne Leckie. This is set in her ancillary justice universe, but is a full standalone novel. It's kind of a cozy space mystery set on a different planet. Basically, a visiting dignitary is murdered and it's up to the main character to figure it out. I've included it on this list because the book is set on a planet where the species can decide which gender they'll be when they come of age. And some never decide, which in itself in the book is a valid choice. They are a separate in-between gender. Choosing your own gender is a celebration and a regular part of life on that planet. Lecky uses gender-neutral pronouns for those characters who do not choose. This book is available as an ebook or e-audiobook on Overdrive. On the darker side of speculative fiction is Annex by Rich Larson. This book belongs on this list mostly for the diversity of the main characters because they're a Nigerian immigrant and a trans girl, and they're the ones who saved the world. The story starts out with the main character, Violet, a trans teen living in a post-apocalyptic city, raiding the pharmacy for antibiotics, painkillers, and her own estrogen. The story follows her and a newcomer, Bo, as they fight against the aliens that wiped out the city and turned all the adults into zombies. This story is dark and dystopian, and there are a lot of content warnings, especially about transphobia, misgendering, and deadnaming Violet as a way to cause her harm. So be aware of the warnings before reading. This book is available as an ebook on Overdrive. The last one that I'll mention for a change of atmosphere is Space Opera by Catherine Valente. To understand the wonder of this book, imagine, if you will, something like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy meets Eurovision on a galactic scale. Amazing, right? The main character, Decibel Jones, is a washed up glam rocker who is beyond the gender binary and was also in a polyamorous relationship with his other two band members, Mira and Ort. If you want some amazing glitter and eyeliner and leopard print bodysuits with talking flamingo aliens, this is your book. After all, in space, Everyone can hear you sing. This book is available in print and CD audiobook at the library and an e-audiobook on Overdrive, Hoopla, and RB Digital. Let's move on to the recommendations on diversity in race and ethnicity. Typically in speculative fiction, you see an approximation of the Western world and white American imperialism. It is vitally important that the stories we tell reflect the ethnic diversity of the people who read those stories. Let's start with two books by Rivers Solomon. This first book, The Deep, is a wrenching tale of a sea people who evolved from the pregnant African slaves thrown overboard on the slave ships, whose history is so terrible they only survive by forgetting. They have one member who's a historian who remembers the past. In this story, the historian cannot bear the weight of the memories and makes her way to the surface. The book's a meditation really on history and the pain of remembrance, but also an acknowledgement that your history is what makes you who you are. Remembrance and recollection is a shared community experience. This book is available only as a print book in the library catalog. Solomon's next book is called An Unkindness of Ghosts. The main character, Aster, lives on a generation ship called Matilda, and it's organized much like an antebellum plantation in space. The black and brown people on the lower decks, tightly policed by vicious guards and white overseers, 
And the black and brown people are the ones who do the hard labor that enables the white people in the upper decks to hoard their wealth, their heat, their comfort, and everything else. Solomon turned American imperialism in space on its head and brought out the exploitation and policing of black and brown bodies. Aster, the main character, is also ambiguously gendered and neurodiverse. So this one is a really great example of diversity in speculative fiction. This book is available as a print book from the library catalog, an ebook from Overdrive and Hoopla, and an e-audiobook also from Overdrive and Hoopla. N.K. Jemison has too many books to mention, so if you want an overview of her writings, I really recommend you start with her collection of short stories, How Long Till Black Future Month. She uses this as a sort of proof of concept. Her short stories turn into her full-length novels, so you might recognize parts of her standalone novels in here. In her introduction, Jemison says, How Long Till Black Future Month takes its name from an essay I wrote in 2013. It's a shameless pay-in to an Afro-futurist icon, Janelle Monet, but it's also a meditation on how hard it's been for me to love science fiction and fantasy as a Black woman. How much I've had to fight my own internalized racism, in addition to that radiating from fiction and the business. How terrifying it's been to realize no one thinks my people have a future. And how gratifying to finally accept myself and begin spinning the futures I wanted to see. This book is available as a print book in the library catalog and both an ebook and e audiobook on Overdrive. Xixin Lu is a giant among Chinese science fiction. He is most known for his Death's End trilogy, starting with The Three Body Problem. Set amongst China's cultural revolution, Chinese scientists make contact with aliens. Instead of peace and harmony, the aliens make plans to invade Earth. It will take the aliens hundreds of years to reach Earth to invade, so the book considers how people react and plan for a demise that is so far away. It's almost an ethnographic study, peppered with lots of hard science, on how different people, groups, and factions might react. This book is available as a print book in the library catalog and both an ebook and e audiobook on Overdrive. The last bit of diversity that I wanted to mention here are books with characters with disabilities or neurodiverse characters. This category tends to be harder to find stories about, but the trend is changing towards the better. The more and more that we talk about disability and mental health as a society, the more and more we will start seeing characters reflecting that in our stories. For now, let's start with these. The first book is called Borderline by Michelle Baker. It's an urban fantasy story with a group of people who maintain the border between the fey world and the real world. The biggest difference is that the bulk of the main characters are neurodiverse. The main character herself is an amputee who also has borderline personality disorder, and the secondary character is bipolar. The great thing about characters who have been through a lot of therapy is that they're refreshingly matter-of-fact and honest about their mental health. And actually, they almost makes them a more reliable narrator for the story. This book is available in the library catalog as a print book and on Overdrive as an e-audiobook. The next book, On the Edge of Gone by Corinne Dubois, follows Denise, a biracial girl with autism, and her family as a comet comes to destroy the Earth within a year. Her only hope is to get a spot on a spaceship leaving Earth. It's a great meditation on how one person with autism might react to an apocalyptic scenario. 
This is available as a print book in the library catalog and as an ebook on OverDrive. Next is Experimental Film by Gemma Files. This is a contemporary ghost story that focuses on a mother who's in a depressive spiral as she deals with her son's autism diagnosis and discovers a ghost all at the same time. It's set as a fictional memoir as her forays into the paranormal put her family in danger. It can be found as a print book at the library and an e-audiobook at RB Digital. The last book I'll recommend about disability is Ever Fair by Nisi Shaw. In it is a steampunk version of Africa as it explores the question of what might have come of Belgium's disastrous colonization of the Congo if the native populations had learned about steam technology. Basically, it's steampunk in Africa. The disability aspect comes into play because people who had lost limbs in the fighting now have biomechanical prosthetics. This title is available as a print book in the library catalog and an e-audiobook on RB Digital. So that's it for this presentation on diversity and speculative fiction. There are many more excellent stories out there that I did not recommend, maybe even some of your favorites, and that's okay. All that means is that there are more diverse books in the science fiction and fantasy genres, which is exactly what we want. We want all readers, regardless of their gender, sexuality, race, ethnicity, or disability, to see themselves reflected on the page. Only then will science fiction and fantasy truly be global. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.